Hello, and my name is Pete Rushmer, and I'm your host today of a Half Dozen Things podcast. A Half Dozen Things is a podcast for business owners just like you. Whether you're an underdog hungry for success or you're already smashing it but want to continue to level up, we are here each week for you to get insight and learning from the very best in the business. No fluff, no BS and no self-proclaimed gurus talking about how easy business or life is. Just real, raw and frank conversations. My curiosity and impatience in seeking success has encouraged me to create a Half Dozen Things podcast. I designed it to bring you simplicity and discovery back to the forefront of your lives. We are all such busy people, it's easy to overlook the simple things we could be doing to achieve wealth, success and happiness. Today I'm joined on the podcast by Suki Wahiwala. He is such an interesting guy and I'm really, really pleased to have had him on the podcast. He's well known in Peterborough and he loves to give his time up and support young business owners, whether they're from startup through to CEOs. He's got a whole suite of solutions to help business owners really ramp up and improve their businesses. He shares some fantastic insights today, so please do enjoy the podcast. I'm really excited to be joined today by Suki Wahiwala. He has been at the top of my list for ages to join me on the podcast, and I've got him to agree to come and join us. He's a proven mentor, and he is a well-known, prominent figure in the Peterborough area, and I'm absolutely delighted to have him join me today. And we're going to be talking in a bit about the strategy and the different ways that he supported very many businesses in in their journeys as well and I'm actually going to put a little bit of that to a challenge and actually see if he can help mentor me a little bit as well which is really exciting so um, I'm super super pleased there's there's so many things that we could talk about so I don't know how we're going to cram them into such a uh, a short time period but Suki offers genuine help for businesses and you know there's online university and there's mentoring programs and 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 boardrooms so I'm really excited to hear more about your simple strategy and how we can implement that if that's okay is that okay with yourself hi thank you very much Pete wow what a lovely introduction yes absolutely it is I just love being um I love being exercised it's great to share and to be in such a humble humble company as yourself there Pete thank you very much Oh, I, I really appreciate it, and, and thank you so much for um, allowing me some time to, to speak to you on this on this Friday afternoon. It's it's a genuine pleasure to have you here. I know that you've helped businesses from startup to CEO level, and hopefully we fall into a, a, an area in which that we're going to be able to help support flagship as as we as we grow. So um, one of the things that I wanted to speak about as part of uh, your I saw online the, the simple strategy as part of our research as we were doing before prior to speaking to you. And I just wanted to see if we can sort of work through that strategy um, uh, of, of the simple strategy or be simple strategy, uh, which includes strategy, insight, uh, marketing, positioning, logic and experience as well. It fits so well with our half dozen things concept. So I just wanted to try something a little bit different today, mix it up a little bit. And I really hope the listeners will get benefit out of that. So one one of the challenges that I, I have in the business as I'm looking to grow, and I'm more than happy to be transparent with my audience about where, where we're at as a business. And currently, I'd like to work towards a quarter of a million pound turnover, but I've really got my eye on that goal of a million pound turnover over the next year. 
year or so to two years. And, and that's going to involve quite a lot of growth as a business. And I know as a proven mentor yourself that there's going to be some help that you can be able to support that as we work through the Be Simple strategy. So um, are we able to just uh, explore that for, for a little bit, if that's okay? I'd be honored to, absolutely. And especially, this is something very different to what I usually get an interview by. So thank you, Pete, for being so innovative in your thought process of actually being kind of like making it much more of an open mentorship. This is great. So yeah, I'm all ears and I'm up to yourself. The B simple, you know, that's how it works. It stands for obviously business simple. So keeping business simple. Fantastic. So as, as a business, uh, Flagship offer a range of services. So uh, we offer a lot of training solutions and listeners will know us for uh, having won awards for first aid training and also providing services to the transport sector, uh, including uh, compliance and health and safety. Mm-hmm. How could we implement the Be Simple strategy to help us help us grow um, and and develop the business? We've we've got a team, small team of people at the moment. We're mostly working remotely during COVID, um, but I'm proud to say that we've really worked very hard um, over this year, which has been particularly challenging. Um, and I, you know, I'm sure there's business other business owners that are listening that have experienced challenges. But I do feel very fortunate and humble to be in a position where whilst we've worked very hard, we've had some stability and been able to, uh, you know, carry out our business to, to an extent during that time, which has enabled us to be able to grow. And I know that some businesses have faced some real challenges. So I guess, first of all, you know, with, with us being in a fortunate position where we're, we're growing even through the financial challenges and uh, different challenges that we're facing at the moment, what sort of strategy could we look to implement as we look to, to grow, grow further and, and sort of go up to hit that million pound mark? Deep question and a big one, actually. Um, if I can just outline kind of like the, the let's go for the six steps first. Let's see those dozen, half a dozen sort of like uh, questions and strategy. And then what we'll do is we'll align them to your challenge. And what I love about this fact is that you've sprung the question on me because I don't actually, it's not rehearsed in that context. So, of course, I'll cover yeah. It. yeah. And so, if it's okay with yourself and your listeners, um, I'll, I'll go through the pros- prospect first. So, so, let's just look at the simple strategy. So, B stands for business, the S. I-M-P-L-E, logically simple. It stands for strategy, which is the S. Um, And in specific, I'll just read them all out, then I'll go through them for yourself, yeah? So strategy is the first thing. I stands for insight. M stands for marketing. P stands for positioning. And then L stands for logic. And E stands for experience. So if it's okay, Pete, what I'm trying to get through to yourself is that this isn't the do all or end all, but it's a great framework to be all in a position to actually take some advantage within business. Wherever you are in, in, the, in the business journey, whether you're about to start, whether you're about to grow, whether you're about to, whether you're growing, or whether you're at the stalemate situation where you hit a glass ceiling, or actually when you or somebody, when somebody's at the top end where you're bored, you know, whether you've achieved the, the goals you had in your mind, and you're kind of bored with life and, and that kind of thing, that's the same principle can be translated in business, but also into personal life as well. Now, there is an underlying, I'm going to go through the five steps, six step strategies first, but there's an underlying human psychometric, which I talk about quite considerably, and it's under the Synergus method, and it's DISC, D-I-S-C, which is a well-known principle out there, which is dominant influencer, stability, and uh, compliant, or otherwise known as conscientious. Um, These are four profiles of human psychometric, which we'll talk about, which the strategy itself wouldn't be the simple strategy wouldn't be valuable to you if you didn't know who you were 
in your own profile state, if that's okay, if I can get that clear. So I'll give a little bit of content for it. Is, is that okay? And then we can go into the question. 100%. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm here to learn from you. And I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing you explain more. Bless you. Thank you very much. I really appreciate being on this show. And this is the kind of stuff that I actually live for. Um, when you invited myself, uh, our team went through some statistics and we really, really love people who are, who are passionate about their business. And you definitely exude that uh, experience and that, that love as well. So strategy within itself, if I can get straight to the point, strategy itself is, is literally what we call the business planning, I suppose. You could say the plan for the business. Sometimes people get misinterpreted what a business plan actually is. They, they, they run a business plan. They go through a real formal process and they understand their science, their, their physics, their, 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 their electronical structure, the, the technical structure, the order, the organizational structure, you know, as you say, the human resource assess, uh, assessments and structures, uh, the financials, and also the sales targets and principles. But I, I take a very different view to what a business plan should be. And I, I may be controversial, that's my life. Um, I can only go by what experience that I should have delivered myself. If you create a business plan, this is principally what we call, I suppose you could say, getting clear, a law of attraction, and directing yourself as an organization towards a set goal, okay, which is necessary. You create the plan, but the plan is truly subjective, isn't it? Because you don't actually know that you're going to hit those targets. So in order for that business plan to be, A, valuable to you, Besides the direction of the brain, which is very, very important. I talk about this in the DFT focus mindset, which will, it's another methodology that I run, um, which I've written with God's gratitude. We can talk about that another time, I'm sure. Um, the, we, we need a direction of where we're going as an organization, as a company, as an individual, even on our personal life. But in order to get there, we don't want to be affixed only on the end goal. We need to be present while we're journeying. Well, this is where this, the simple methodology comes in in a moment. So a business plan itself puts the plan in place. And the aim of this of a business plan is that when you put the plan in place, every single month you make those uh, figures good. You look at the real figures of your business and put them, in, put them into the Excel. And then what the aim of this is, really benefit of, a, of a, a true business plan, and if anybody is telling you differently, I, I apologize, but this is my world and this is what's got us the results, is that we may have a trajectory that is proven by the system as, an, as in a projection, but what we really want to do is to overlay it with another plotted graph section, which tells you your actual achievements. This basically will tell you as a owner of a company, whether you're ahead of the curve or behind the curve. So if you've anticipated a, a 5,000 pound turnover this month and you've achieved six and a half thousand pounds, you want to be able to see that you're 1,500 pound above your average. Of so the idea is, is that a business plan becomes very valuable to set the targets and get clear on your business, uh, the strategy behind the whole principle, but it becomes very stale very quickly if you just file it away and leave it. The real value of a business plan is to pull it up every single month sounds a bit odd, but no one really teaches us, I'm surprised. Um, but pulling it up every single month and looking at your graph and saying, hang on a second, this is where we were going. Are we on target? And also, this is this is the strategy part of the S. Uh, are we actually on target? And are we up or below? Or are we completely smashing it out, the, out, the, out of the stadium? Or are we behind the par? So what do we need to adjust? Because a business plan, this is a prediction, isn't it? Usually a tool utilized for raising capital, finance, investment, those sort of things, as opposed to its true value. And the true value of it is actually to get you as the business owner clear on where you're going, what you're not doing. So if it was myself, business plans are necessary absolutely necessary and there's a free 
if it's okay to share, you can go on to inspireduniversity.com and there's a free downloadable principle there, which you can easily, it's called the DIY business plan, download it and use it. It's free. It's a free resource I give people. Get your business plan in place, but make sure you actually activate the business plan. We call it activation of the business plan every single month at the end of the month, maybe the first week of the month following, when you actually respond back and look at how you're actually plotting yourself. Then the business plan becomes functional and valuable. So that's the first thing I want to clarify. So under strategy, you must have a business plan. You must have an order of structure, an end goal of where we're going, and a principal understanding and what we call the hypotheses of the company and what you're actually doing. So in your case, it will be flagship and you're delivering training education and you're taking away what we classify human resource responsibilities away from uh, the trucking industry, the transport industry. And that's really the strategy principle. Is that okay? Absolutely. Yeah, fascinating. I, I really appreciate you doing that. And, and actually, I do have a business plan in place, but one of the things I cha- I, I struggle with and, um, and, and I know that you're an expert with DISC and um, that is a uh, one of the challenges that I face with my profile is that I have the business plan. So I know the targets. But one of the challenges is I find it a bit laborious to go back and actually look at the figures. Were you <laughs> expecting me to say that? Exactly that. You'll be like, yeah, whatever, manana. I've got it. I've done it. Tick. Don't need it again. I've got it. It's all inside of me. <laughs> I love it. Absolutely yeah. spot on. And when we talk about the disc, because it layers over this, it's wonderful. And thank you for being so transparent and honest. Um, it, it, once, once the audience gets to understand what the psychometrics and the principles is, I'm just so glad that you've actually done the disc. But the, the edge of this conversation is once you've found out your profile within, within disc, which we'll talk about at the end, um, you mustn't block yourself in. You see, because one of the things that, that could be what I'm hearing right now as a, a mentor is that you're accidentally boxing yourself in. And that's what I am. And that's what I am. Does yeah, that make of course. Sense? Yeah, absolutely. So Got to whole, break out of the box. Break out of the box. I love that. And, and realize that the value of it, of the, of the psychometric is to actually understand how you understand things. Of course. Of course. Yeah, that's absolutely. the real power of the psychometric assessment, the, the DISC assessment. Um, so that's really wonderful. So if you can make a note of that, I'll, I'll cover that when, I, when you stretch me in the, in the question. That'd be really Brilliant. Well Brilliant. Yeah, we'll, 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 move, uh, we'll move on to that a bit later on. So moving through the, the, the Be Simple strategy, um, the next area is around insights. So it, does that relate to the insights that I look at within the business, like the KPIs, or, or is, it, is there something else that I should be looking at? So the most logical thing is the KPIs, the, the key, key points of, of information, et cetera, that come through into the company. There is another insight. The insight is having your finger on the pulse of the industry. Yes. Keeping your own key points is all of them. So I'll go through, it's the internal KPIs, making sure your company's hitting target, which is what the I stands for, hitting target, getting to the point, your staff is doing key jobs that they're actually being paid to do. Uh, they're actually delivering on their, on their uh, requirements. And also, the, so we call this the insights, information absorption of your company and of how your team's working. But the insights also highlight, which is the key part, the failings or the misinterpretations or the lack within the company as well. So being a part of the insight, this is the whole point of the simple strategy, is that we must consistently look at the company to see whether we can actually modify, support, and evolve the internal culture of the company. The other part of the insight is the external world, which is the community and the organize the actual, the system, or sorry, the uh, 
vertical niche, the sector itself, what's happening in the business market. You don't want to be in a position where you've created a, a, a plan or an identity, and this is where we're going. And COVID happens with God's gratitude. My heart goes out to people who have been affected by COVID as well in this moment. COVID happens, which in the last nine months, uh, with all respect, Pete, your business has not been the same. So if you don't have your finger on the pulse, as we say, if you can't feel the pulse change the direction, you'll never be able to pivot. So this is the power of insight. Insight is to be able to understand the market and actually relate to yourself back with the market and make yourself we call this relevant. Very important to remember that one, making yourself relevant to the current market. Uh, and we call it pivoting. Okay. So I've been talking about this for years and it's really lovely to hear that word coming into the open market under the business pivot. Pivoting, if I actually lectured with gratitude to uh, the Cambridge Entrepreneurs, uh, which is the Cambridge University Entrepreneurs Societies and also many others around the, around the country, where I, I actually have a program about actually a lecture keynote about pivoting. And one of the key aspects of pivoting and the insights is slightly a side step. Is it okay to cover that? Yeah, of course. 100%. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm listening. I have to try and remind myself to speak and it's my podcast because I'm absolutely, I, you know, literally I'm mesmerized by all the fas fascinating insights that you're sharing. So I appreciate that. Thank you very much for such respect. Um, the, the pivot is basically based upon your resources within your company, the company offering, what do you actually offer to the world? And what could I do with it kind of thing? You know, how could I now? Because obviously COVID has happened and it's changed the world. It's, a, it's been a brilliant reset. It's taken away the monotony of life as well. And it's also made individuals a bit more uh, heart-centric, spiritually aware, and aware of human people again. Because when you're apart from your loved ones, when you start to realize that actually that relationship means something to you as well. So all these elements are relevant to you specifically in your company because you're human resource. You know, the whole benefit of it is your human resources. You're, you're helping individuals and humans, which within yourself, if you hadn't got your finger on the pulse as an organization, as flagship partners, you would never be able to be um, adapting yourself and creating mindset courses within the trucking industry and within the people. Does that make sense? So, and this is insight. This is how insight works where you pivot immediately with your current resource centers and adapt to the market. Does that make sense? So bringing yeah, yourself, making yourself relevant, which is what about insight is. If I move on to marketing. So with marketing, of course, it's very simple. Marketing, you know, we go and advertise, we get the clients and we take a lead generation. But there's so much behind marketing that's missing. There is the element of marketing, but without, without actually having a proven marketing process, that means um, a client absorption, a client uh, onboarding process, and also being able to deliver on that onboarding process, marketing itself becomes quite useless. It becomes a waste of money because I've seen this hundreds and hundreds of times. Can I pick a sector? Let's say restaurants. Is it okay? Yeah, absolutely. Being outside of your sector, I know, but I'm doing it on purpose. So oh, everybody gets a bit of an understanding from this. So if you look at a restaurant, um, the restaurant in, in marketing, the, the traditional routine was I have a website, I have my menu on there, and people go on there and order it. Does that make sense? Or at least read the menu, and then they can turn around and give us a call, and we take a mobile or a, you know, a verbal order, which used to be the case, and that's principally it. Mm -hmm. Then we have the advent of what we call Just Eat, this is no promo, but Just Eat, Deliveroo, Uber Eats, uh, Food Hub, and a brilliant local, um, I'm very proud to say, a gentleman who owns Peterborough Cars, uh, an organization which is a taxi firm, 
has adapted. I shared a methodology here in Peterborough um, on Radio 1. I think, sorry, I do apologize, Radio uh, Cambridgeshire. And uh, I shared a pivot at that time, just an earlier, earlier in this year when, uh, when COVID had just happened. And I was interviewed online and I shared that we need to look at our resources. This is the whole purpose of the insight. We have to be on the ball. If I've got a taxi firm, I gave an example. If you're sitting there with a taxi firm, your taxi drivers are sitting there doing nothing and they're sitting at home, they can't deliver, can't do anything. They've got no income. But if all of a sudden the taxi drivers became a delivery service with a set fee, we now have a business model again. So we're reasserting and redirecting. So I'm hoping more taxi firms will do the same. So a gentleman who owns Peterborough Cars, I don't mention his name at the moment because I've not spoken to him about this. Um, he's launched a brand new food app, which is called Peterborough Grab. And a nice little plug there for him. So that basically works the same way as the other top four. Absolutely. My, my friend's actually benefited from that service. He runs a uh, Indian uh, food business where he he said he delivers food to uh, local people called Banjara. Uh, AJ Sarbog, shout out to him, good friend of mine. Amazing food, by the way, amazing Indian food. But he's been using Peterborough Cars to deliver on that service, actually, to people. So there we go. I will share. AJ has actually been working with me for quite some time. And so the whole Banjara concept was done with myself. We went through oh, the we process go. and he's, we did a brilliant job together. Um, and he evolved from... Uh, AJ Snacks, if you remember, over yes. to delivering to the marketplace. So a uh, quick hi out to AJ. I yeah. know this is a podcast since comes in its own time, but we've mentioned his name, so good plug. <laughs> so the principle here in, in marketing would be that if you're still making your marketing relevant, again, the relevance word, it has to be live tile. If you're still marketing using a vintage methodology of sending people to your website, you've just lost that sale because the market has moved. It is no longer um, pick up the phone call. The generations don't do what you did and what I do and what our parents did, where they picked up the phone call and uh, physically you know, gave the order and picked it up. If you look at our elder generations, if they did even have takeaways, because 99% of the time they wouldn't have eaten the takeaway, if they did eat a takeaway, they would have just turned up at the takeaway and given the order over the, over the counter. Of course, yeah. yeah. Remember walking into the, 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 the Chinese shop or whichever shop it is, the kebab shop, looking at it, what's your menu? Okay, I'll have that, that, and that, thank you. And I'll have one of them. And they used to order it that way. So they used to memorize. Memories were better. They used to memorize the menu. And then they would have a, a kind of like a whole half, you know, half-written order and walk in there with a piece of paper and say, oh, I'll have, yeah, one of them, one of them, one of them, thank you. Now it's not that, is it? Humans don't talk to each other anymore because we're in the name of efficiency. <laughs> So efficient, efficient, efficient. A skill has been lost, but let's get back to marketing. The electronic element of marketing is here to stay. And that means basically we will open up the application and we will press a few buttons and the order will be delivered to our home. Okay. So if you were a restaurant, a takeaway, who had kept yourself in the old marketing model and not adopted the marketing principles that are there right now, which is the electronic systems, you would be out of business by now. There are concepts looking at restaurants. I'm working on a number of concepts with clients of mine that we call them dark kitchens, where the kitchen itself is principally what, what Banjara is doing, where there's no fixed abode. It's an industrial unit somewhere that delivers directly to the public without a sit-in space, without a space for anybody to stand. Besides, the only, only slot you have is an industrial kitchen and a pickup area, and that's it. A sealed-off pickup area, you've got the order, you turn up, show your order, 
buy and move on. So we've been helping individuals in this arena. So just to show you how marketing changes, I have another division of my, my group of companies where we have been helping individuals with an actual application that kind of relates very similar um, to the principle of, of the, the, one of the five top five, you know, the Ubers and whatnot in the uh, Just Eats, but you have your own margin back to yourself instead of having to lose a percentage to these partner organizations. If a client has ordered, if you use Peterborough, uh, let's just say Just Eat, if you ordered Just Eat, you will be unaware that you're actually damaging the person you're ordering from because there's a large percentage going to Just Eat, for example. Mm. The models are changing. You know, young, influential individuals like Peter Grab and Peter Cars, they're changing the model where the margin is less charged. The purpose of this conversation, I'm saying, is that you could support those restaurants directly by actually, if you're a restaurant owner, come and see us and we'll give you an app directly that you can just get people to download. And that way that uh, somebody can actually order it directly with yourself and then you can get it delivered to them. So the margin is kept within the restaurant. Otherwise, they're, they're kind of going to be dying as well you know there's going to be a margin loss as well okay so that's marketing so marketing must be designed to be relevant in the marketplace it must be relevant in the sense of that uh, it's not an antique way or an obsolete way of marketing that's just been adorned money being spent for no reason if you remember the advent of internet for example local magazines are on it up again right but yeah, yeah. local magazines compared to there was a massive shift towards online. Mm -hmm. And if you weren't on online, you would be out of business by now. And Absolutely. vice versa, people are now looking at magazines again because people want to have a physical, touchy, flowy. There was a, a big din of magazines. Now there's only a few. So yes. people want to read them now. So it's, there's a bit of an adoration there. Just, just to give you an example. Be relevant, be live tile with your marketing and ensure that when you offer something, instead of taking people to your main website where they could make a decision, one of the key things that we tell people, if they come to your site, you must know what was the seed that they came to your site with. What was the lead they came to your site with? Don't send them to the site, send them to a dedicated checkout for that one lead. So if I come in, onto your website and say, I would like you to like to engage you for some transport training. Make sure you don't go to the main website, make sure it's actually to check out for transport training and there's three or five uh, courses that they can download and they can literally buy it straight away. Does that make sense? Oh, if you send it yeah. to your main site, you've just lost that customer is they've now got to find it. They'll go back to Google and they'll find somebody who's sending them directly to an exact page. Yeah, so marketing you. must be aligned with the message, which is what the M stands for. Navigation, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, very, very important because three to seven seconds is all you've got for somebody to make a decision whether they're going to stay on your site, on your click, are they going to be relevant? Just a quick, quick drop there. So could I go to positioning if that's okay? Absolutely, yeah, on to positioning. Thank you. Thank you. So positioning itself. Um, positioning is actually about you as a company. And I would, I would say it links very connected to experience, but you as a company evidencing and being the go-to people in your sector, um, in your particular case, the, the, the training and education and uh, the human resource element, you have to be positioned by showing people that this is actually what we do. And you have to be very, very clear and the go-to. So you have to use what we, in this finish, viral video marketing to say that this is the people that we want to go through. The principle we used to use when I used to own, uh, when I built and uh, founded with my brother uh, Ice Direct in Peterborough, 
was that we had one of the most successful campaigns we ever did was Think Campaign. So where we used to use, and this is, by the way, you know, we're talking about early noughties and mid noughties. This is way before DFS and people like that started using Think Campaign. And we used to say things like, if you think in-car DVD, think ice direct. So we were putting a very simple message in somebody's brain that uh, somebody, for example, car audio, stereo speakers, that kind of thing, uh, window tinting, in-car security, tracking, anything of that sort of nature. Think in-car security, think ice direct. Think window tinting, think ice direct. Those kind of things. So it was very, very strong that if you can't get your positioning in the person's mind, if you're not clear with a singular message and they know that you are the people uh, in that sector and you're the best, you're not going to get it. So you as an individual company, if I can help you there, Pete, you may be a small company that's growing, but the real big difference here is that you're ambitious, you're honest, and you over-deliver. So if you can't get those three points over to us, we're an ambitious company, we're an honest company, we're trustworthy, and we over-deliver, yep, we won't use you. We'll still look for a bigger company. I'm going to give a little bit of a tip here, and I think this is a really big one that people need to know, and I'm, I'm, you're the first interview that I'm actually sharing this with, if I can share, humbly. The biggest movement that we are having post-COVID this year and early next is all going to be the heart-centric environments of helping other companies. So if you use a marketing principle and position yourself as the company who's honest, really giving it a go, employing people, helping community, can you help us? all of a sudden you're going to get a lot of traction. This is exactly the essence of what we stand for as a Wahiwala family, because my elders have been here since 1930s, and my father has been an iconic business person in the 60s and 70s. The company most people will know him for would be Wahiwala & Co., uh, which used to be down on Cromwell Road, and it was everything and everything. It's like an Aladdin's cave. Um, and he, he, was, he was a very formidable business person who took it across the globe. He's now retired. He's still with us, God bless him. Um, and his, his business partner was my mum, Gurmeet Kaur, which I, uh, I forever uh, remember and memorise because she passed into the light in 2018, sadly. But them as a team were a formidable couple, and they created from political all the way down to helping local communities to a top end. And so even to this day, I have people coming to my house or I go into a taxi firm or anything else, they'll remember the Wahiwala name because of the difference that my father made in their life. Do you understand that? Amazing. So, yeah, amazing. That's where you talk, what you're talking about positioning. You, you position yourself based upon your honor, your trust, your memory, how people can remember you, and being directed. Remember one thing, a customer does not know what good looks like until you show them. Mm-hmm. It's very important to remember that. I don't, I walk into a, uh, I don't know, I walk into a human resource supplier like yourself. I don't know what good human resource suppliers are like until you tell me what it looks like. If you came into Car Audio, into our Ice Direct showroom, our master showroom, our flagship showroom in uh, Peterborough, in Fengate, you'd walk in with over 132 brands at hand. How would you know which one to buy? Of course. It'd be, and, about, it'd be about the service you offer. Absolutely. And how wouldn't it be about knowledge transference as well? So service I offer and actually allowing you as an individual, Pete, to know about the car audio parameters. So I would say to yourself, what do you listen to? What music do you listen to? Um, and actually being positioned as the people who know what they're talking about. So you'd walk in and I will show you what good looks like and make and allow you to make the decision as opposed to you having to go online, trying to find all the information, come back and say, I want that. Yeah. I wanted you to experience it. 
Yeah. So that's what we call positioning as well. Uh, so you're being the, the go-to people for knowledge in your sector. Is that helpful? Of course. Yeah. Amazing. No, absolutely amazing. That's really, really useful. And it's, it is very important actually, because people don't know what good looks like until you show them it is in that over delivery of your service. That's, that's something that we pride ourselves on. So yeah, fantastic. Thank you. And make, what, make a point of it though. Say again, you sorry? Make, you should make a point of it though. You should of definitely course. put it out there in the marketplace. I, no, I really appreciate it. I've, I've actually, I've been making notes. It's not very often I make notes during a podcast, but I'm making notes, so amazing. Um, and then so the, the, the last two areas of the simple the simple uh, model is is logic and experience. So how, how do you then fit those into that as well then? Oh, logic, mm, interesting. Most people think they know everything. So logic could be is to make sure that you're not pie in the sky and that you're actually making a logical process. This is where steps, uh, plans, uh, strategy, but in a not big strategy, actually functional logical strategy. Logic as in what is actually, what is it that the customer wants? What is it that we're delivering? How are we delivering this? Is it in an orthodox way? Is it natural? And also, is it logical? You know, are we doing things all over the place? You know, have we got a system in place? How can we even grow the company? You want to succeed quarter of a million pounds. How can you logically do that if you haven't got the infrastructure in place? So this is where, uh, yeah, great, love it. But can we smell the roses now? You know, there's a, a philosophy that I deliver and it's on my website. I share this many, many times and it's, it's the core to our success within the group of companies that I own. Think globally, but act locally. What does that mean? It doesn't just mean think being a global contender and then but only work in your local community. It means think big picture, but start with a very detailed logical approach of how to make it work. Does that make sense? So get, get real with your business. Um, and this, by the way, this whole simple strategy is something that we do within our business boardroom program. It's an actual mastermind program where we work with you for 12 months and turn your company around. We have majority of people who have joined us. They don't. They don't leave. They just renew year, year on year. That must be an evidence of how it actually works for them. So logic is is um, be tangible. Get some tech in place. Make sure your processes are working. For example, um, think logically as your customer. Are they really walking in the door? No, not through lockdown. They're not. Are they looking online? You know, this is where you start to get what we call it other people involved in your organization at every level, by the way. And this is why I personally take very high level of pride of making sure that I work truly with people as opposed to pretending to work with them just to try and make my job look or make me feel as though I'm helping somebody. We deliver at every level, every over level. You know, you're asking a question about six simple strategies, but I'm trying to really help your company as well at the same time. Not in the remit, but I'm trying. Of course, of course. Absolutely. No, it's, uh, it's, um, it's been really insightful, actually, everything that you've shared so far. How, um, from an experience point of view, how is it important that my experience excels other people's? Is that is that, or is it about the experience that I provide to my clients? Right. So this experience is again twofold. Everything that we talk about is it's actually threefold, but twofold. I'll keep to mind for a second. The first one is actually, what is the experience for your customer? What is their customer journey? How are they interpreting your organization and actually really listening to them, getting the feedback uh, for a client experience and actually adapting, adapting, going back to the strategy, insightful, keeping all the, the flow. These are all interlocked um, and actually focusing yourself on and giving the best experience for your customer, right? The, the Apple model. Does that make sense? So everything's always correct with them. So yes, 
absolutely experience is there there's also the other element make sure you bring experienced personnel we call this the sum of so you've heard many organization um with gratitude i've been working in the business sectors for 30 years um gary is one of my second in command he's also been working in the industry 26 years as a banker and then a further decade and a half connected with helping coaching growing individuals so best part of 40 years there so if you add 40 plus my 30 that's 70 years does that make sense and then if i look at my father he's been unbelievably 70 years in business and helping other people so we had his in there we got 140 so in essence what we're trying to do here is we're trying to say i'm an accumulation of all the knowledge of everybody who sits with me within my board does that make sense absolutely so experience is ensuring that you actually have the support within your organization and the experience of people who have genuinely done this before and they can really smell the roses and and be very present and pivot quickly with you so experience is what's going to help you to pivot within the insight section and adjust your strategy and adjust your marketing and reposition yourself and re-identify yourself and be very logical with the delivery do you get it yeah, it's integrated with all of it. But the final experience also is actually ensuring that the client experience isn't dropping off, that you're not making errors, that people are getting to your website and then they're dropping away. They're not making conversion ratios, com completing the principle within the marketing and the positioning. Okay. So, experience as a whole is about having. Well, getting rid of that loneliness in business. So sometimes we get a, a principle where you always, as the owner, uh, let's say Pete, for example, if it's yourself, you have to have the answer. So it's about having an experienced team, a community of people where you can bring a board to, which is why we call it the business boardroom. And we sit there and we talk to people as a board and we deliver high level of experience for a company to help you grow. And always make sure it's relevant, which is why the B stands for, if this is about business, then make it business, be simple, and deliver a strategy that works for each company. So it's always about being lifetime. You know, experience is there, you want somebody on your board that you can turn around and lean to, to take away the loneliness of business as well. Because uh, otherwise, sometimes we're, we're forced to make decisions uh, based upon what we already know, and that's it. So you only know what you what you know. You don't know what you don't know. Yeah, I love that saying. You don't know what you don't know. That's uh, uh, and it's so true as well. With uh, with with regards to that, actually, that that leads us really nicely onto the onto the disc model because as individuals, people have uh, certain strengths and certain weaknesses, um, and, and maybe not even weaknesses, but understanding the way people operate and, and and the way they make decisions and how they best support their business. One of the things I've, I've found over the short period of time in comparison to yourself that I've been in business, but one of the things I've found is that the, the business is very much a reflection of me. It's very much a reflection of me and, and the situation and the, and the position that I'm in as well as um, I find that the things I enjoy doing, I maybe overdevelop and then there may be some underdevelopment in the areas that I'm not, not so comfortable with. And, mm. and, with, from a disc point of view, I would say that um, is that is that quite helpful for business owners to understand sort of where they are psychometrically and and how they can then be helped and how support how to support themselves as well. And could you explain a bit more about the model, please? Of course, I can absolutely. And what a good insight there. Thank you very much for that for the question. Let me tell you if if ever if we think about it this way, there's a gentleman called Alfred Korzybski who wrote a book called Science and Sanity way back circa 1933, 38, that sort of time frame. Um, 
And his work has been kind of like utilized in many uh, principles, like, like such as NLP, Jim Rohn, and people of that sort of nature have all used his work. And one of his quotes is, the map is not the territory, which basically means that if this was a map of, of, um, of Peterborough, yeah, if we had a drawing on here with a map of Peterborough, would this map actually be Peterborough is the question. So there are yes or no, isn't it? So most logically, one would say, no, that's logically a piece of paper. It's not a map of, it's not Peterborough itself. It's a map of Peterborough. So what would that be seen and deemed as? We would say this is actually what we call a reference of Peterborough, isn't it? So we draw a dot, we say that's where Peter is, we draw another dot and say, this is where Suki is. So now this is a reference point. Pete's not actually sitting on this piece of paper and Suki's not actually on the piece of paper. So it's a reference point, isn't it? So the conversation is, is that if that is the case, if it's a reference point, the map itself is not the territory, means it's, the map is not the real place, it's not the real territory. Well, let me give this a, a relevance to you at the moment for disk psychometric or what I call the Synegus method, which is something that I've written myself. This is actually your brain. So your version of the world isn't the reality of everybody else, is it? Right. My version of the world isn't your reality. You have a different version of it. This is what it's telling you. This is just a reference point of what I think is right, what I think certain things are. If I draw this map, some people are saying, wow, it's a map. Some people say it's a, a tissue that's folded up. So that's a different version of this, isn't it? Um, some people say, well, actually, there's nothing drawn on this. Okay, it's a bit silly etc cetera, etc cetera. now we're calling upon a version of somebody else's world the principle here the point i'm trying to say is that you pete myself suki and our listeners each individually actually have their own version of the same world if i pulled up a um i've got a flask here if i may bring up and a nice little plug to nespresso because i like this stuff if i said amazing coffee <laughs> thank you if i pop that on that side i think your audience can see if you if you can't if you're listening on the podcast if I was to point this out to yourself, there's a, a knobbly bit on one side. Pete, just tell me, is that on the left or the right? All right. So it's on my left uh, okay. as I look at the screen. Yeah. So you would describe this as a flask with a lid on the left, a lid nib on the left. Yes? Yes. You're wrong because it's <laughs> on my right. Of course. Absolutely wrong. So there's no way that that's on the left, it's on my right. Here's my right hand, I can physically see it, it's on my right hand. So you're wrong, aren't you? No. No. <laughs> no, I'm not wrong. <laughs> Get it? The item hasn't changed. This is the reality, isn't it? The map is not the territory. This is the territory. It's a physical whatever it is. Of course. You visualize this with it's on, on the left and I visualize it with on the right. Now, if I turned it to this way, where is the knobbly bit again? Pointed, pointed northwards, if you're yeah, going somewhere in there, in the middle. Yeah? yeah, I'm saying no, it's facing me. I can see it clearly. You'll say, well, actually, I can't really see the novel a bit. It's no, not, not really. No, so I, know, I know it's there because you've turned it from the left where it was before. You see, memory. So it's a visualization. Yes. Of the same, isn't it? But if I turned it this way, I'd say to you, there isn't one because I can't see it now. No, of course. <laughs> you can. Okay. Course. So we get the point across it. The point I'm trying to say is that the item hasn't changed besides its aspect or visual. Of, of the aspect that we're visualizing it on. So the principle of conversation I'm saying with yourself is that my version of the world is my truth, thus is yours. So this is how important this simple strategy is. If it doesn't have the understanding, the foundational understanding of who and how I see myself and how I see the world, it's pretty useless, right? Yeah, absolutely. So some of the audience listening today will find this, well, yeah, I already know that, it's fine. 
And that's okay. That's their version of the world, which is perfectly fine. And then people saying, oh my God, this is mind blowing. And I've just realized that that's why I argue with people because I'm still trying to get my version of the world over to them. Because we, you and me, that's the essence of an argument, isn't it? Of course. No, Pete, it's on the right. It's okay. No, it's on the left. And then we've got an argument. Of course. But what am I trying to do in the argument? Beg your pardon, I know you want to say something, but I'm trying to convince you that my version of the world is right. And that's all it is. Without, so bottom line is, is ego and disrespect for somebody else's version of the world. Yeah. So that, I did mean to interrupt you. That, that was pretty much what I was going to point out, is there are some people out there who feel that they need other people to understand their version of the world, which is what creates arguments. And I, I would say that I rarely argue with people because I'm quite happy if something's their version of events, then, then that, that's fine. And, and there's two ways of looking at a lot of things, isn't there, generally? Yeah. So. If I could share something, uh, Pete, uh, uh, make, make you giggle. But if, if a person was a dominant D, because we've got a dominant D, influencer, stability, and compliant, um, if I can just frame them in a second, I'm just going to give you a bit of a giggle. If somebody was a dominant D, they wouldn't really care. It's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you're one of the world. Uh, it doesn't matter. I'm still going where I'm going. <laughs> So you can have a nice little giggle there and say, crap, that, that's my secret's out. <laughs> I was going to say that was, um, yeah, you're probably right. Maybe I don't argue with people because I'm just like, it doesn't Whatever. matter because you're not right because I am. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to be like, well, actually, I'm going my way anyway. It doesn't make any difference to me. Uh, I love it, mate, but carry on. <laughs> you, you, uh, there was somebody who said to me once, and it was a dominant dean, said, yeah, I just said to the guy, just jog along. <laughs> and I was like, you know, just jog on. I think you said something like that. And I think, okay, that's great. You know, there's, a, there's an element of fun, jovialness in what we're trying to share. But the principle of understanding is, 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 what am I? If you don't know you, there's no point to life. There's no point to anything. You'll be, you're guessing. And we're back to just um, what we call it, assimilating, you know, a world. And we'll, we'll be, if we don't know yourself, you'll be, you'll be living a life with comparison. Uh, somebody else's version of the world. Oh God, that person's got this. Why haven't I got it? That's what I need to get that as well. And you'll be forever with that empty glass trying to chase goals that really aren't your goals. You've adopted the goals from other people. So within psychometric disc, there are what am I on the inside, which is my natural form? And what am I on the outside, what I'm showing the world, which is called the adapted form. Um, and then with the adaptions, if I hang out with you, through the, I don't want to go into quantum science and understanding of biology, but there is a neuro, uh, uh, what we call it, a mirror neuron in your brain, which wants to be kind of like agreeing with me. So it's what makes you nod. If I'm nodding, it'll make you nod. If I yawn, you'll yawn. Does that make sense? Little things like that. This basically is what makes us act and react with another person. Um, to be a part of the team, to be acceptant of their way, to show our gratification, our gratitude, uh, whatever it is, yeah, that alignment is called a mirror neuron reflection. So we'll sit there reflecting and just agree with people and go, yeah, I got that. Yeah, love it. I appreciate that respect. Yes, of course, I hope you are actually agreeing with me. But if I nod, you'll nod. If I yawn, you'll not yawn. If you yawn, I will yawn, etc. So the principle of what I'm trying to get through to yourself is that there's an adaption as well. So you adopt somebody else's version of the world very quickly in a sale, we will adapt to whatever needed at the time. That doesn't mean that's how you are. Yeah. So I'll give you a quick example of this, if I may. The sheer fact that maybe the audience and the listeners tonight or today are actually listening, does that mean that they can't speak? Right now, Pete, you're listening to me. Does that mean you can't speak? I can speak, but yeah. they can't for sure. Yeah, but they, they could be listening, but they could be speaking somewhere else, right? But they 
but if they really love what we're talking about, they're going to listen, aren't they? Yes. So that's an adaption. That's not their entirety, is it? No. They become adapted to listen to what's being shared with them because they want to listen inwards, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. So that's an adaption. That's not actually them in an entirety. So they're just adapting to the world and adopting the right modality of silence to listen. Is that fair? Right. So yeah. that gives you an indication to why it's so important, why DISC is so important, because I can give you the five-step strategy, six-step strategy, sorry, with simple, but the, the challenge would be is how would you receive it? If you've noticed, anybody, if I can be open and honest with it, but I do naturally, I do apologize, um, that whenever I explained any one of those S-I-M-P-L-E, which is strategy, insight, marketing, positioning, logic, and experience in any format, I was sharing it in three or four different ways. Yes. Yeah, that's basically because I've, I've naturally become aware that there are four versions of the world. So I've actually explained it in four different versions of the world with that's other right. people. So what is the D? The dominant person is somebody who is end goal orientated, self orientated, and they, they rarely require anybody else. Um, and they're very competitive and they're always in for that end goal. They want to move. They want to do something. It's about them. It's about their world. You know, they, they, are, they are right. I'm not trying to point at yourself. You might be giggling, but I'm saying they're right. They want to get there and they're really directional, goal orientated. It's kind of like, well, I am going there. If you're coming there, then jump on. Otherwise, guess what? Get off because I'm going there. But can you not just drop me off over here? No, I'm going there. It's kind of like one of those direct moments. The plus points are they make great managing directors if they are unlocked. Unlocked means in our philosophy of Sinegas method that they actually know who they are in the sense of their natural psychometric in four quadrants, you know, in which areas they are. And if they don't know themselves, they can remain a locked individual, which means they'll spend most of their life kind of like abusing, being rude, ignoring, getting there. And a person who's like yourself who's kind of identified with being a D and kind of thought about it. Well, actually, do you know, yeah, I could, I could spend a bit of more time experiencing somebody and actually spending a bit of time listening to them, giving a bit more respect, not necessarily having my way all the time. That's being unlocked, being aware of self's nature. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So dominant D doesn't like detail. Once they've got the information, they're gone. That's it. Well, guess what? You lot carry on reading. I've got what I need and I'm already started. And if we can talk about DISC another time, we'll talk about it in much more detail. I'll give you a couple of secret messages, secret rhetorical questions. We call them power questions. Okay. But we'll give that later another time. Um, I stands for influencer. Thank you. I stands for influencer. And an influencer is somebody who is um, really jovial, you know, real connector. We call them networkers. Yeah. People who love working with human beings. They, they, Great salespeople, they really find relationships really quick and easy. They are the ones who are being mostly affected with this current criteria and uh, downturn with lockdown because they're not meeting people. Um, they're not hanging out and socializing. The, they have a trait. The trait is they don't like detail either. But one of the other traits is that they, they love to start something new. They love freedom. They love variety. So the downside here, uh, Pete, sadly, is that by the way, I don't mean it's subjective downside and upside. It's not necessarily one's good, one's bad. Every one of these entities is exactly equal to each other. Is they're brilliant starters. Where other people will procrastinate, they've already started. Yeah. Um, but they don't like to finish. They're not the finishers. They're not like, uh, they, they love to plate spin. 
lots and lots of plates going on in the brain. Again, all these are traits unless they become unlocked. Once they're unlocked and they know their traits, they can become anything they want. And this is how powerful and how important human psychometrics truly are. If we move over to the S for stability, stability are individuals which tend to be seen and deemed in the open market by others as the weakest of all four, but they're not actually. They're probably the toughest and strongest because they don't adopt anybody else's version of the world. They just, they're just being themselves. And that is caring, loving, um, reliable, dependable. They are the people that in your environment, the human resource center area, they're the, they're the gel yes. of, the, of the industry. They're the glue that keeps the partners together. If you do not have a good quality S entity in your organization, S profiles, your organization is going to fall apart. People are going to argue with each other. People will be walking away. People get sacked. And that's where your organization comes in. So it's the S entity that needs to be there. Stability. It's about stable. They don't like change. They like to be a part of global change, but they don't want you to pull the rug underneath their feet every single okay. day. Yeah. Um, but if you're saying to me that you're going to rid the world of... Um, uh, cruelty to animals, they'll be on your bandwagon and vision. They want to be about something big, but they don't want to lead it. That's not a weak thing. That's they don't want, they've got no interest. That what they don't interest themselves not interested. They're seen as indecisive sometimes, but let's put it into context. Indecisive when it comes to helping themselves, yes, but not indecisive when it helps you. If it's for your benefit, they've already done it. They're the people who love you so much as a human being. Uh, and care so much that they'd drop the cup of coffee off before you've even asked for it, a cup of tea or a, a mug of water or a bottle of water without you even asking for it. That's yeah. the entity we're talking about, that, that caring, loving, maternal, paternal energy. Okay, so that's stability. Um, in a moment, the first, final thing I want to share with you is what the benefits of this are within an organization, which is what a part of the, uh, what we call the strategy, okay, in the S. The C is the compliant, conscientious uh, mindset. So this is people who are strategic, method, method, they run a method, they run a step, a strategy, a, um, a simple logical outlet. For them, it's process and process only. For them, it's not to be emotional about this, it's about being pragmatic and logical. Um, very organized, very orderly, and very dependable, reliable when it comes to hitting deadlines and organizations and operational structure, uh, compliances, uh, legal environments, that kind of thing. So you get the gist of that. They love details. They love super details. So they can actually be very, very valuable, really, truly knowledgeable, but they can also be affected by paralysis, by analysis, if you think about it realistically. There's an old saying that says, if it looks like a duck, quacks like a duck, walks like a duck, it's a duck. Don't send its blood and its feathers off for DNA testing, because by then, that duck had flown away. Great. The moment's gone. Do you get it? So sometimes we need to be flexible. Sometimes we need to be much deeper. So now let's put it into context, if I can. That makes sense, is it? Yeah. Your DN and I are the external, what we call extroverted energies, which they require to recharge themselves within external people. You like the people you like, and you hang out with them, if you're a D. But you don't like the people you don't like, you don't want to hang out with them. But you still get those down moments, and you need to be in a community environment. The I's will hang out with everybody. They love to be loved. So they're external individuals, extroverted energies, which recharge their batteries or self realign themselves in the public arena with other people convivially. Mm -hmm. You have the S and the C's, which are the introverts. They internally 
recharge and realign themselves with self when they're on their own. So a couple of head ups, there we are. And I'll give you one final tip here. Let me give you an example. These tend to make really good managing directors because they're directional and they get the, get the, the team over the line. They're not a team player, but they get the team over the line. And they're only a team player when they're aware who they are, what they are. The eyes make great salespeople. Um, awful finishers don't rely on them to be on time, that kind of thing. They, they love that sort of stuff. They're great salespeople. S's make amazing human resource individuals. They get involved in HR, community training, that kind of stuff you're involved in. But they add that entity to the organization. Then they work the bond and the gel together. Yes. And the C compliancy are great for accounts, legal, anything that's arbitrary or auditory, uh, like an audit of some kind. Um, they're brilliant for that. Okay. Has that been helpful? That's been amazing. Suki, it's been absolutely amazing. And it's been an absolute delight to have you on a half dozen things as well. I really do appreciate it. Absolutely showing, um, you know, the, the, the proven skills that you have there. And um, I'd say to the listeners, if you, if you do want to um, follow Suki's work, there's a website that I'm going to share on the on the on on, on the Podbean um, called Inspired University um, and InspiredUniversity.com. Um, but just to final final uh, finish up, um, please do let us know how to connect with you, please. Okay. Oh, wonderful. So um, if anybody here would like to connect with me directly, I'm very very approachable in the sense of that I don't have all these extra blocks in between there contact me via my mobile that's the easiest way or any of my social media handles which are at suki wahiwala but my mobile actually i'm very happy to share is that okay to share of course no problem okay so it's uk it's obviously ideal on a global basis and it's it's a plus four four and if you're in the uk it's zero seven nine seven six two hundred one nine three really simple and easy it's been there for 27 years so that shows you a little bit of consistency i'm not the type of guy who has to keep running away from things <laughs> So uh, please do reach out. Just text me. Please don't call because I don't, I'm not sure of a call person because if I'm on a call or an interview or uh, aligning myself with a project, I don't get distracted very easily. Um, and may I just ask somebody, if anybody could, if they could go on to sukiwahiwala.com, please watch the TED Talk that's there because I actually talk about how people can align their time management as well through the DFT, which is Direct Focused Thought Method. So nice little plug there if you don't mind <laughs> thank you very much and and there's me there's me following the uh the, the thank you so much for that um i hope the listeners i hope you've really enjoyed this episode and if you have please do share it comment share it with your friends and do subscribe and give us some feedback as well but thank you everyone for listening i really hope you loved today's episode and if you did please make sure you subscribe and listen out for future episodes too please do share it across your social media channels we hope to reach more and help more people. If you want to find out more about me, my name's Pete Rushmart. You'll find me across any social media channel and my business, Flagship Partners, and we're your partners in success across your business. Thank you. See you again soon.